Well, here we are. Another day, another destiny. Third Sunday in Ordinary Time. I feel like we skipped one, didn't we? We Well, we didn't skip one last week. This is episode 100. Oh my god. <laughs> Happy 100th anniversary. This is it. We've made it. We can stop now, right? I think this is it. We can definitely stop. I completely forgot. How did you remember that? Uh, because I said that same thing and you said some reference that I don't remember uh, on Twitter. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Didn't we skip one? We did skip We did skip one. <laughs> That's what yeah, I said. Yeah, we were on a break and now we're on episode 100. So we thought we were going to time it well to have it be last Sunday, but turns out no. Um, <laughs> turns out no. But yeah, hey, happy 100 and you know, here's to 100 more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no more. <laughs> I think we'll keep going. I think so, too. I think, I think so we'll too. keep going. We have a very faithful listener out there that I'm sure would hate it if we stopped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as long as you can speak to one. That's right. It's worth it. That's right. Well, hey, frankly, as long as they're speaking to each other, I don't really care. Because this is very helpful, Boom. you know? There it is, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, was any of our conversation last week helpful for your homily today? You know, it was. Uh, I went and actually went back and listened uh, again as I was preparing my homily. I focused, so here it is. I focused on the ways in which we see and hear are typically not enough. Because hmm. we like to pretend that we know exactly what's up and what God wants. So I kind of looked at how, you know, Samuel and Eli, like, we w- we want to put all the blame on... Samuel for not hearing, like he kept going to the wrong person, blah, 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 blah. Well, Eli didn't recognize it either, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. it's like everything is not exactly where it seems. And the beauty of the story continuing in the gospel is that we don't just we don't just end with God being this kind of distant, small voice that we can only kind of hear. Yeah. Um, rather, it's, you know, the disciples go and stay with the Lord. Yep. Yep. So... Absolutely. That's kind of what I preach about. Very good. I love it. It does it does remind me of some of the things we talked about last week, especially the like, you know, Eli himself didn't really understand what was going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um right. I'm finding that listening to our our I mean, just to kind of pat ourselves on the back, I do find listening to this <laughs> to be helpful. Like just to get my mind back in in sync with what we were already discussing, you know. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, like so I'm no extrovert by any means. Um and, but like a lot of the times it takes me saying something out loud to realize that that's dumb. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like I should not have said that. Right. And then, so like when I'm, when I'm uh, re-listening to our, our episode and I like my brain starts going down that same uh, line of thought, I'm like reminded, oh yeah, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's especially funny when I'm able to like fill in what I'm going to say next or I'm like, you know what would sound great next is if I said, oh, wait, yeah, yeah. There, there it is. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Um, Thanks, past me. <laughs> yeah. I ended up not listening to all of it uh, because by the time I got around to listening to the episode this morning, uh, I had already kind of solidified what I wanted to, to preach on. Um, but then listened to a little bit just to kind of get some sense of where we were at last week. And it was it was somewhat helpful because some of it tied back in. Um I I really focused on what I decided to do was I set up the I set up the playing field as like the first reading makes it very clear. Look, now that we're in ordinary time, we're talking about the call. But sometimes yeah. like we all know, like Samuel, that story is so overdone. We know God calls. We know we have to respond. But what we don't often know is what the nature of that call is and how to discern it well. 
And I, yeah. what I presented was how the gospel kind of gives us a play-by-play of how a call occurs. So, like, the first step of a call is that someone else points out Jesus to you. Like, that's how you first hear the call, is that someone introduces you to the Lord. And that's what John the Baptist does at the beginning, you know? Um, so I started with that. And then I actually, it was actually really a fun ending I ended with that too, and I said how the gospel kind of comes full circle because it ends with, after having this very intimate moment with Jesus, the disciples are sent to go preach to each other, and that's where Peter then hears Andrew, and then he goes and becomes the rock. So, like, Andrew Mm. replaces John the Baptist, and it kind of becomes full circle of, like, paying it forward, you know? Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. And I, I also focused, like, the crux of all Christian vocation is that one line in the middle, which is, you know, they actually went and saw and stayed yeah. with Christ. Um, yeah. And maybe the last thing I'll, I'll share with you that I really honed in on, which I thought was really meaningful for me, was that I pointed out how John says it was the 10th hour. Um, I just kind of, like, mused on that for a little bit of, like, like John loves doing that. Like it was night. It was the sixth hour or whatever. Uh-huh. Like no details are lost on this guy. And I asked the congregation, like, why does it matter that he, why would he think to put that in this, in this story? Like who cares that it was that time of day? And I pointed out to the congregation, it's like, because I could tell you, honestly, I remember the time of day when I first heard the call to the priesthood. Like, yeah, I remember where I was, you know, I remember that it was nighttime. Um, And so I told people, it's like, do you remember when you first fell in love with your spouse? Was it nighttime? Was it daytime? Uh, You probably know. And Mm -hmm. I would ask you the same question. Do you know when you fell in love with the Lord? And if you can't answer that, maybe you haven't yet. (laughs) Um, And so anyway, I kind of went into that a little bit. No, I like that. You know, and I I pointed that out as well. And I kind of went in the direction of, like, these big moments are important. Um, and we remember them and we love them and we cherish them and we tell the stories. But think about the ways in which we are called kind of in the smaller ways. Um, that's, I think, the harder, the harder message, the harder prayer is to be attentive to the ways in which God is calling us, you know, in the ordinary, yeah. <laughs> on the regular. Yeah. Like, we, we want to focus on these big dramatic um, experiences, but... For the most part, I mean, that'll happen once or twice in our lives. Yeah, totally, totally, for sure. And they're 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 that powerful; they can only happen once or twice mm. in our lives. Um, but that doesn't mean that God only calls us once or twice. Yeah, you know, ironically, uh, this upcoming Sunday's readings is a repetition, so it's like God does call you more than yeah. once. <laughs> yep, because yep. we have the Boom. same reading all over again. Well, it's not the same. It's a different gospel. It's similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do have the, we have the call of Matthew, sorry, the call of, uh, Andrew and Simon and James and John, which we had. Peter, James and John, yeah. So we add James and John this time. Yeah. Yeah. The sons of Zebedee. So I don't know. I'm, I mean, when I first read this for this upcoming Sunday, I thought, oh no, like, can I, can I repeat what I just said? Like, how would I give a different twist to this yeah. story, you know? Well, I mean, we've got, now we've got the added benefit of being able to talk about Jonah mm. and you know it always kind of confuses me when when Jesus like will mention the 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 prophecy of Jonah and how it's is fulfilled you know I don't really know what that means but I do know that there's a lot of really great call um this this 
talk of how one is called, mm-hmm. right? Just like Jonah, and how we don't want to do what God wants us to do. <laughs> yeah. And he runs away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think there's a really great way, and that's kind of where I immediately went to when I was looking over these readings, was, yeah, you know, we are called literally every day, and we have this opportunity, and I don't want to be too, you know, um, flippant about it, like, oh, yeah, we'll just make your make your decision every day. Um, like, no, we do make these lifestyle choices, and... Um, you know, like I'm not going to all of a sudden decide I don't want to be a priest anymore. Um, but like, how am I walking towards Nineveh mm. like Jonah walked towards Nineveh? Yeah. Sometimes it's going in the wrong way. Sometimes I'm going back to Tarshish. Right, right, right. Um, and then it takes God, <laughs> you know, being thrown into the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's good. Before I can turn back around. I I appreciate what you're saying. I mean, putting Jonah now in contrast with the same call narrative is good. Um, I, I was a little bit surprised, though, that we're not given the entirety of the... I mean, the whole story of Jonah is the book of Jonah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're it's not, not a long book. Yeah, but we're not given that like resistance passage. We're just given the success passage, which he ends up in Nineveh, yeah. and he goes and he does what God says. It almost yeah. as if like the point of this reading is not Jonah... But when God saw their actions, he relented. Like, that yeah. that seems to be the goal of this selection. I, I think you're totally right. Like, setting Jonah and his resistance, it gives a nice nuance to the call of the disciples because we're not given any resistance from James, John, Andrew, and Simon. So it's nice to see a contrast with Jonah. It's just surprising to me that that's yeah. not included, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think another thing that we often skip over is, I mean, to your point, like, look at the end of this, when God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they didn't put up any resistance either, Mm. but that's exactly what Jonah was afraid of, Mm. that, you know, these are just terrible people, there's no way. I mean, he kind of said that, God, you're just going to forgive them anyway, so why do I even need to go? But, like, I, I can only imagine, you know, my own sort of theological imagination like there's a little bit of that in there like those like the Ninevites really that's who you want me to go to Mm. they'll never you know they'll never do what you want them to do right but Uh, and yet immediately yeah immediately yeah they don't resist they don't resist no and so there's something to that I think you know we want to we want to I think a lot of the time play this narrative that um well I should say we want to dis in some ways dismiss the narrative that you can just like you can just turn your life around and believe after somebody says hey this is the truth like because there's no there's no struggle in that and we don't want to believe that good things come without a struggle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think this is saying no actually when you're presented with the truth the better option is to believe it right right that it becomes effortless like just go and yeah. do the thing yeah you know, yeah. and I think that's that's the thing that we highlight a lot in this gospel passage. You know, that they just left their nets, you know, and they left their father yeah. and the workers and the boat, and they just went seemingly effortlessly. Um, what is surprising, though, like if you if you connect this to the gospel passage we had today from John's gospel, Andrew did go with Jesus first before he came and yeah. told Peter. So it's not immediate with Andrew in the like the full total. Like he went and spent time with Jesus first. Uh, so that's kind of hidden away in this passage a little bit. It makes it sound in this one that like he saw them casting their nets and they both went and they were gone and they were done, like committed yeah. fully. Um, 
Well, I mean, we have to keep in mind that we're reading Mark this week. And so, like, that's kind of a theme of his, this immediacy. Yeah. They're always moving. They're always going. Yeah. So I think there is, there is you know, I don't want to put too much um, emphasis on that. But I think it has to be part of, part of the conversation. Sure, sure. Like, we, we do take into account which gospel these are all coming sure. from. Yeah, I mean, maybe just a, a final... And I, I think they're both right. Like, I don't think that you have to say, well, clearly... Right, right. It's not, it's not good if they don't, you know, go immediately, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, well, no, there, there are merits to both. And that's why we have both. <laughs> right. And so kind of, kind of to your, your whole point here about like the lack of resistance in Jonah, uh, or sorry, the, the resistance by contrast in Jonah, the lack of resistance in the Ninevites, the immediacy of Andrew, James, Andrew, Simon, James, and John, like you see in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the time is running out, like the urgency and then the Alleluia yeah. verse, you see yeah. the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe. So there is an added flavor in all of the readings of what we don't see in today's set of readings is that God does call, but there's also an urgency to the matter. Um, that it matters that we respond with haste and not and not to delay, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, there's this is going to be a weird thing, so you're going to have to help me kind of unpack and make sense of what I'm going to try to say. Um, you know, I think you're right. Like, especially with St. Paul, he, he, he says, he does this a lot where, you know, the time is now we've got to stop worrying about what's going on right now and worry about what's going on right now, which is the world passing away. Mm. Um, and you know, that, that has led rise to all sorts of weird stuff. <laughs> Uh, in the life of, like, okay, two, this was 2,000 years ago, so clearly he was wrong. Um, you know, I don't think that he was wrong, mostly because, like, we've got now the church, and this is even something that I preached on today, like, uh, the, two, the two disciples from John went and stayed with the Lord, like, okay, well, and I said, welcome, everybody, to the place where the Lord is staying. Like, we have Jesus with us. Yeah. We have Jesus at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand, and we literally take part in the body and blood of Jesus Christ right? Uh, every single week. Mm-hmm. And so there is an immediacy, but I don't think it's in this um, sort of... Chrono- yeah, like world-ending way. Chronological sense. Yeah, I... That we, th- that we often want to... That we want to put on that. Well, I will say, like, and people... Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so just to deepen that a little bit, and I think they're good, there could be real good room here for... A good homily is because I feel that temptation within myself to kind of roll my eyes a little bit at St. Paul and say, like, oh, my God, stop trying to make me feel urgency when there clearly isn't <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm I mean, we talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago that with COVID, I think we've all become hypersensitive to urgency fatigue where we can't just be <laughs> hyper vigilant all the time. It's exhausting. Right. It actually right. it actually causes the opposite effect. Like I become less vigilant because I'm so tired of being told to be vigilant. Um yeah. and so I kind of roll my eyes a little bit when when Paul says things like, you know, the time is near, the time is now. So I think there's a good room there for someone like you to preach to me to say what do we understand by this kind of urgency that Paul is speaking about? Maybe he wasn't right in saying that this is a, this is a chronological urgency, but we can save the proposition here and say that, no, 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 like, he's also right in some sense, that there is an urgency here, though it may not be like we may have thought with an eschatological, chronological urgency. Yeah. Um, 
I don't really yeah. know what that is though so, because I find myself tempted to like roll my eyes and say like, well, that didn't happen. Well, yeah. think think of it this way. I'm going to steal one of your examples. Let's say we've got somebody who is learning how to be a basketball player. Do does the coach say, "You know what? There are rules, but you don't really need to know them, at least not right now. Like there's time." You know, we'll play the game. It'll be fine. Whatever. Mm. No. It's like you need to learn the rules so that you can not think about the rules when we're playing the game. Right. There is an urgency there. Huh. And so this game that we're playing, being a Christian, it's not a game, uh, like we get to a point where we have so internalized God's command, God's law, God's love, that we don't have to constantly be thinking about it. It becomes part of who we are that new creation that we're all called to be. Oh yeah. 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 You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Oh, I, I think, I think I got something here. So, so like, so like what you would always say about the great athlete is not one that only ever thinks about the rules. They hardly ever think about right. the rules. They become the rules. Um, yeah. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. It's not in Paul. I mean, maybe it is in Paul this. So like if we were to extrapolate from Paul, it's not an urgency about how to finish. Well, but it's an urgency about how to get started. Like, Ooh, I like that. Go. Like, this is urgent. Yeah. You need to start learning yeah. the rules to play the game so you can start, finally start. Um, like, there's urgency there. I think yeah. I think we read it too much in how Paul probably intended it, which was the end is near, you know? Yeah. So there's urgency. But maybe, like, a fuller reading of Paul with a longer sense towards how God is taking his time is like, okay, there is still urgency, but it's not the imminent end of the universe it's more of like the same kind of urgency you would tell someone like who's learning to play a game it's like no 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 like you don't have time to waste you need to learn the rules you need to learn how to play or you can't play or else you can't play the game yeah oh i like that yeah so I, I like that a lot urgency to get started not the urgency to finish yeah yeah oof oof and that kind of changes everything like the 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 point of the call you know something that you said earlier is like yeah we're called like Okay, but what do you do? <laughs> mm-hmm. How are you beginning this new life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we've all been called to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the question is not, are you going to be called or aren't you? Yeah, you will be. Yeah, you are, You have been. You have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's really eye-opening. Um, mm. I, for the sake of time, I'm just going to pivot really quick to two small little details that I just want to throw at you really quick. Um Okay. One is the first line of the gospel. Just to just to pivot to something else that you could preach on. Uh-huh. After John had been arrested. So there is a break now with Jesus that John is no longer in the picture. And yeah. what could you say with that? Like today in the gospel from John, we had that John the Baptist was clearly still in the picture. And this is sort of like this transition to Jesus, but now John has faded it away. So the newness that comes with the new covenant in Jesus, that the old covenant yeah. is now, yeah, like not to not to denigrate the old covenant, but just to say that something new is now here that John has been arrested. You know, there's a beauty, there's a beautiful thing there, uh, and th- something that I I really love to think about. Um, you know, kind of what you said, Andrew has in a way become the new John. Mm. Uh, like it's not about John. It's not about Andrew. It's not about Peter. Okay. It is about Jesus, (laughs) but like Jesus as the fulfillment of what has come before. Um, 
And we are, yeah, we're taking part in that. I think that's part of that incarnational reality that we live in. Yeah. Like, yeah. do we, are we so hyper-focused on what was that to, to Paul's point in his immediacy, do we forget about what is? Right. Right. Yeah. No, there it is. There it is. Anyway, that'd be my parting thought. I like that. Yeah. No, I like that a lot too. Uh, there's a lot of ways that I could go, um, preach on Tolkien with that too. Very good. <laughs> but I won't. All right, buddy. Because people don't like that. You got a parting thought for us? Go pray. All right, man. Till next time then.